Welcome to the Board Game Snobs Podcast. Critically harsh reviews with a touch of class. Welcome to the greatest board game podcast that really isn't about board gaming that you could be listening to right now. This is the Board Game Snobs Podcast. You like my radio? I I like to say we're not a board game podcast. We're a podcast that usually, eventually discusses board games. In retrospect, really wish we could change the name of our podcast. I don't want to. Because Board Game Snobs... Like it, 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 you would, the people that tune in would anticipate lots of board game talk. They're not going to get hardly any except in the first few episodes. What is the office about? <laughs> <laughs> is it about the functioning of an office, or is it about interpersonal relationships? The interpersonal relationships. Cringe. I mean, yeah, there's a lot to be said about the fact that we did name our podcast about something that we are integral. Like, this is our thing. We are snobs when it comes to board games. We can't help it that people sometimes think that we're going to talk for hours on end. We had a review on our pod bean. I was like, I couldn't listen to this. They didn't talk about a board game till blah, blah, blah. I do understand that, though. And I said, I was very respectful of my response. And I said, I appreciate Why did you respond to that? Because I like to respond to people. I respond to that. I I was emotionally attacked by it. Who cares? No, I wasn't. I was just like. I was kind of like, you know, I agree. I understand. I feel where you're at. You know, uh, I feel that you may have been led astray by do our you, title. Do you not like this podcast? It was the person that respond. No, they, 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 they were just, I guess, upset at the fact that we didn't discuss a lot of board games. Oh, okay. But I asked you, are you upset about this? Do you no. like this podcast? Do I like our own podcast? Yes. I love it. All right. Just banging your ear. I love it. I don't know what to do without it. Because the fact is, is that sometimes certain things subvert expectations, and we are one of those things. People get some podcasting about board games a little bit. A sausant, a little bit. Sprinkle here and there. They enjoy it because we do have very opinionated viewpoints regarding the hobby that is board gaming. But and everything else. We also like to talk about other things to kind of break up your day. Can't help it. We love you. Such as, did you hear about surgeons successfully transplanted a genetically modified pig heart into a man suffering from terminal heart disease? A first procedure of its kind. This is Jerry, by the way. I'm the star. And Ricky's with us. Hello. January 10th, 2022. Ricky's here. Yeah. I'm God. primary host, Gabby. And pig they heart. successfully... Transplant a pig heart. <laughs> Not a dragon heart. I'm sorry. I'm the last one. <laughs> Boy, to, to the stop. It's like what? Peppa Pig. He starts talking about Peppa Pig. <laughs> Well, you don't have kids, so you don't know about Peppa Pig. This is not hogwash. This is a true story. This is Hogwarts. Tell us about uh, this true story. Peppa Pig is the one where the pigs can't understand unless they <laughs> every other word. It's super annoying. 
Plus, it's British. And you know how I feel about British people. <laughs> What's up with you and the British? Because Dan Hughes made that core quest and it really upset me. Because now it's it's really good. The University of that, Maryland's that, School of Medicine faculty performed the surgery on David Bennett, a 57-year-old man. I'm very jealous. A, okay, a genetically modified pig heart. So they did not take... Did they grow this heart in a... Uh, a laboratory? A lot of people don't understand that pigs are very genetically close to humans. Like, pigs are very... Right. And they look like humans. That's so strange. You, so think be, you think it would be like gorillas or chimpanzees or something? No, pigs look a lot like humans if you look at them. They're pink. <laughs> they're just hairless humans. Tom Arnold, there you go. <laughs> oh, oh, shots uh, fired, Shots Tom. fired, Tom. Uh, drag yourself out of that ditch and come talk to me. I'd love to have Tom Arnold on this podcast. I have deep what questions. What ditch is he in? You lost uh, me there. Did you ever watch that uh, show that he was in called the... It was True disturbing. Lies. It Roseanne. Was, no. He made a movie, and it's blanking on me, oh my God. that was like the weirdos or something. He sang a song about how he's his own grandpa. It was awful. Anyways, what are you talking about? It's deep, man. I go after those deep, weird shows, and Tom Arnold and those weirdos or the strangeos or some weird name. Can't think of it. Don't look it up, please, because I don't want our listeners watching it. We don't need to inflict them on any more randomness. I don't see it. It's like not even pulling up in his like top twenty. It's odd. It's super odd. I'll find it here in a moment. But anyways, my point being is that hog... Gardens of the night? No, that's not it. Mm. Hog hearts are not... But a genetically so modified pig heart. So, I mean, did they grow this in a lab? I mean, they didn't just like... This pig wasn't like an organ donor. It didn't like sign its, you know, X on a, a card somewhere and say, you know, when I die. The 1996 movie called... The Stupids. It is one of the worst movies ever made. 21% on Rotten Tomatoes. If you are looking for just trash, <laughs> please, please take, take just, just a lot of people are like me. Where that they, sounds like a movie for how did this get made? I know, but I'm like one of those people that occasionally, Jenny McCarthy was in it and was Christopher <laughs> Lee. Bob Kinson was in it. Anyways, it's one of those shows that when you watch it, like, I'm one of those people that I will watch a show that I know is bad. Right. For the sake of just watching a bad film. So that I can sit and kind of like, what was that movie theater show, the 2001 with the robots and the guys sit there and talk trash? I love that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Mystery Science Theater. Yeah. I like watching bad movies occasionally that I don't have to really pay much attention to. Pretty much anything from the 80s. What are you talking about? Ferris Bueller? Ferris Bueller? <laughs> there's a lot of good movies. There's a lot of great movies. But there's also a lot of terrible ones. Pretty much anything involving skateboarding or... Do you not like skateboarding? BMX riding. Are you not Tony Hawk? <laughs> Do you not like Tony Hawk? There was a Thrasher. There was a movie called Thrasher. And it is the epitome of cheesy, bad 80s shows. Uh, the bad... is I mean, just the hair... You cannot get more 80s than Thrasher. I'm trying to look up this movie. And the main guy is also on another one that How Did This Get Made just did about voyages of the rock aliens or something. And it's just hilarious. I, I can't think of the movie, but there there has been a movie, Lords of Dogtown. Oh, that's like a legitimate documentary, I thought. No, there was a movie. And that's not a documentary. 
Lords of Dogtown stuff? No, it's a biographical drama film. Okay. Uh, according to Wikipedia. 2005. This thing has been in my, like, my watch later queue forever. And I've never watched it because, number one, I have no interest in skateboarding. But for some reason, this show was, like, chronically recommended to me. And it was one that I put in there thinking, I'm going to watch this later. Because I like I like watching shows that I know nothing about the topic. Like, I'll never skateboard. I don't care to skateboard. Tony Hawk was in Thrasher. Was he? Yes. As was Josh Brolin, so it's not the guy I'm talking about. Josh Brolin is great. Josh Brolin. Yeah. He's a, he was Thanos. He was a sexy man in that movie. Thanos. Wasn't Thrasher, not Thanos. Was he Thanos? He was Thanos, yes. I didn't know. I don't watch a lot of Thanos. I don't watch a lot of, of, of uh, uh, Marvel. But I do, I understand why people like it. I'm going to probably watch Spider-Man Home Movie when when it comes out on HBO. Max. Did you hear that your favorite cinematographer <gasps> slash, what do they call that? Director of photography? Yeah. Well, Roger Deakins knighted. He got knighted? He's knighted. Is he the Dark Knight? <laughs> no. I can't wait for Batman. Go ahead. He, he got has- knighted. Do you... Go okay, ahead. so then I as I was like, okay, Roger Deakins has been knighted. And then I was like, well, well what does it take to somebody else just got knighted it recently? It takes a that- lot. You have to be super good in your field. So then I went into, of course, Wikipedia. Then there's this mental floss. What exactly is knighthood? Since 1917, the British government has been awarding notable citizens with spots in the most excellent order of the British Empire, which just recently welcomed Beatle, Ringo Starr. Okay. Come on. Okay, yeah, Ringo. <laughs> if, if Ringo Starr can be knighted, I mean, come what on. What do you mean? Are he's you not even, he's a drummer that nobody cares about for this uh, amazing band, the Beatles. But he was in but the Beatles. But he's widely recognized as not that great of drummer. Okay, well, uh, well, he was in the Beatles. <laughs> sometimes you just, sometimes you're like a hanger. He's the Enrique of the Beatles. <laughs> there are hangers on. That reap the rewards of other people's hard work. Isn't that not correct? Sounds pretty correct. Wouldn't you freak out if, like, the queen called you and wanted to knight you for your job? uh, Well, generally, it applied to, like, it says, uh, historically, it's like military or religiously or political. But your job... But now we're knighting like drummers and ring, 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 ring. And you answer the phone. Hello, this is Queen Elizabeth. Victoria. No, not Victoria. I don't know British politics. And Gabby, I heard you drive (laughs) a million miles. (laughs) Would you drive drive 500 miles? (laughs) Then drive 500 more? To get... Your knighthood? I would. From the Knights of Ni. <laughs> but could I, as a non-British person, be knighted? No, you could not. Mentalfloth.com says sort of. No, you couldn't really be knighted. Notable non-Brits are only eligible for honorary knighthood, I'm meaning go- they aren't allowed to add sir or dame to their names. I'm looking up the DMs. What if I go to my I go to my local judge and say, I want to Somebody's heavy breathing. Enrique's really breathing deeply into the microphone. <laughs> I, 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 I canceled it out. It's okay. So, he was really heavy breathing. I'm sorry. It's I'm talking like Boba Fett level breathing. <laughs> I mean, it's, 
as soon as I realized it, I was like, "What am I doing?" I'm sorry. Like, no, Darth it was Vader over there. You're you're not you're you you have a deviated septum. <laughs> No doubt from years of, of... My mother had the deviated septum. She got surgery on it. Some people require it because if your septums are not straight, then the air you breathe in don't goes back to your nares and your nares cool the air mm-hmm. and adjust the temperature. And if not, then you have that. I would say that, number one, I'm sending an email to Meghan Markle right now <laughs> to say I need Dan Hughes to be knighted. Uh, he's he, oh Dan Hughes posted something on their Facebook about someone that was knighted. I don't know who that would be. And, uh, but anyway, so like they're just knighting people left and right. So uh, the, the category of being knighted has gone down in uh, esteem to me. Dear Megan, as you are well aware, our dear friend. Now, if you're wanting to write somebody that's close to the royals, she's probably not the one Dan- to write to. But she's the, the they quit. They quit the royal duties. Oh my god! Do you, know, you remember this? Who's okay? Hang on. I got Prince Charles on you speed dial. William and his wife. What's his Kate? Kate Middleton. Dear Kate. Dear Kate. As you're well aware, our dear friend from Huddersfield, Mr. Dan Hughes, has designed the titular child's board game. I okay. don't think you know what titular means. I like saying titular because it sounds like. You know what it sounds like. It sounds titular. Titular. I mean, titular. When, when something is titular, it means that literally you're related to the title. If, so Cora would be more titular than Dan. Oh, here's the thing, though. If I was going to be like a, a Sith Lord, I would be Darth Titular. <laughs> and that way, everyone would be like, well, who's what? Darth Titular? Is it Darth Darth? Uh, no, Darth Titular. And they're like, who's the main... Who's the well? Like obviously, if your name's Darth Titular, it's like you're the guy. Whereas Plagueis, it's like you got the plague. Nobody wants to think you got the flu. Some Bono, Bill Gates, Steven Spielberg, and Michael Bloomberg are all technically KBEs. I don't know what that means. It does not say. I'll look. But it that up. means they have been knighted, but they are not sirs or dames. K. B.E. is a knighthood. The honor of knighthood comes from the medieval time, blah, 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 blah. As well as C.B.E., people can also be awarded an officer or O.B.E. or member M.B.E. C.B.E. is the highest order at the British Empire Wars. None of this makes any and, sense. But, but this is the whole thing. It's all stupid. I like C.B.D. So what does it mean? <laughs> <laughs> Get what it? about T.H.C.? Oh, I like P.B.S. What about... L-E-L-S-D. Uh, I would never, because that would, hear that. I don't want my mind opened any more than what it is. So, that is just all foolishness to me to knight somebody. It's like, oh, just say, you know what? I don't I, think I it's, respect and admire your work. Here's the thing, though. I don't think it, it's, I don't think you. Especially when you start knighting Ringo Starr? I agree with you that it is foolish. I don't think that you think it's foolish because you know good and well when that text message comes in. I'll be there first thing you in the would morning. Sh- you, you hate the fly, but you would be at Heathrow I so I would be fast. on the first boat to England. And then you would change all of your driver's license. And then you- I would take the... Lord Moraga. Enrique, are you all right? Yeah. Are you stretching? What is wrong with you? It's just my neck is like killing me for some reason. Are you, just, your neck is... Your neck? Your neck? Yeah, like your neck? Your back? But you don't have much of a neck. Yeah, it's just like a thick slab of meat, basically. What's What are you stretching? Why it's, are you stretching? Enrique just, was poised on my game table 
and like doing this like super no, weird face. It was like table. a yoga stretch. And I became concerned I for him. He, he like did on the, your game table. Like the upward you dog. Were. I wasn't on your game you table. You were. You were perched upon it. I was underneath said table. You were uh, just now. You were perched upon it. He perched oh, on the game just table. Now. Oh, yes. Exactly. I'm referring to just now. Well, I would, for some reason, I was thinking like my entire body just like sprawled out. Well, no, the- you don't have to be fully on something to be on something. Yeah, but that's what you I'm weren't laid of. out on it. You were perched like a fish. So, what? How have you hurt your neck? It's just I don't, I don't know. It's just well, the fact that he's played like eighteen hours worth of some <laughs> video game that. What was the video game? A uh, Dying Light Two. Never heard of it. No, some PlayStation or Xbox. Uh, both. What? Uh, is it not on both? Did you have a controller in each hand? One from PlayStation, one from Xbox. He got the Wii going. <laughs> oh no! Between his legs. Oh my god! Massaging the controller. I'm with back to Speaking of the Queen, makes me think of Imperial. Imperial Classics. This makes me think oh, of Imperium oh, Classics. Hard merge. And that's not a hard merge. That is a hard merge. I like recently acquired from Osprey Games, OG, which I'm going to order the Stargrave minis from and paint them. Thank you, Craftman. If you don't know who the Craftman is, get on YouTube. Craftman. What are Stargrave minis for? They're just minis because I want to paint more stuff and I'm getting back into painting. Please forgive me. Who's the guy on Superboard Sunday? No, none. Solard? No, the other guy. Not the one that's never there, Jim. Brian. Brian. I've got to finish painting his minis. I completely forgot about those. He's never going to do it, Brian. Brian, I am. I'm your man, Brian. You don't listen. You should listen to this podcast because this podcast is a part of the same Gateway Network that you're on. And we're we are members of the Gateway Network. No, we're not. Listen to us. No, we're not. Neil Young and several <laughs> others of the Gateway Network because we're not that big on Spotify. You said, please forgive me, Brian. Brian Adams saying, please forgive me. I, that was a deep pun. Look at that. Why are you bringing that up? Look at that. I This podcast is full of Easter eggs. <laughs> Imp- Easter eggs. Imperium Classics. By Mr. Miguel Buckle and David Turksey, I believe. David Turksey. The solo guy. The solo guy. This game was quite the hotness for quite some time. Just like that breath you just expelled. Not just the classics, but the Imperium Legends. This is a deck building game, civilization game, slight engine building game, where each deck of cards that you utilize of... The various different civilizations, whether it be the Romans, the Macedonians, the Persians, the... I, I love Macedonian nets. The Aquariums, the... Um, what else is on there? There's the... Atlanteans. The Atlanteans, the Mandalorians. There's a lot of or, or ends in this game. This game was heralded as some sort of... I don't know what the reviews said because I didn't read any. But mainly that it was like some sort of real... lot of ingenuity in this game, I guess. Something new. And I must admit... That when I first set this game up, kind of did my own little practice playthrough with it, I was somewhat impressed. I will say two things about this game. It's very, 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 very harsh, which is to be expected. Because one, this is a board game podcast, and two, we're very much snobs. Number one, the solo of it seems very, very complicated. And I believe one Mr. Mike brought up that the bot that you have to utilize to play this game, you spend more time working with the bot than you do actually taking your turn. I don't know if I want to go through that. I haven't played the solo. I've pawned that off on Gobby and said you should learn it. And he has assured me that he will. There you go. The multiplayer, far too long. 
Mm, agree. Very little player interaction. Agree. And quite frankly, I don't want to say it's not intuitive. Well, no, that's exactly what I'm going to say. It's not intuitive. It is invented. Inventive? What does it mean when something's different? Inventive? Inventive? Innovative. Innovative. That's what I was about to say. Uh, Okay. I like words. I've been doing Wordle a lot. I am the world champ. I don't post about it on Facebook. What's your streak? It's forever. Like, I'm undefeated (laughs) world champion. Pete. People refer to me as the world champion. Those who know me. I almost didn't get it today. I got on the sixth one. I haven't done today because I've been busy. Pleats. Oh. Pleats. No, you shouldn't tell me because I'm going to have to It's going to be over. Okay. I'll get it done here. You know, there's like a whole algorithm that's been exposed and you can just go in there and cheat too. I don't cheat. I have not though because then what's the point? No, it wasn't pleats because that's six. That's weird because you cheat all the time. Well, at least you try to, like Western Legends. No, whatever. Uh, I'm just saying. I might get a rule wrong. I don't cheat. You purposely try to bend rules to fit your... Oh, oh! Are you talking about the boundaries that were drawn on the board that this connects to this? You will not convince me that you knew better than that. You I, can no, stop I 1,000% believe that was a legitimate move it that you not. would not let me make. No. I can't help their art. If you think their no. art was wrong, no, there are this boundary connected to this other boundary. And I'll post the picture at the publication of this specific podcast. These boundaries matched. I could have went, but they did. Jerry and Enrique did not allow me to go to this one location because they said, no, that is that's a misprint. They didn't mean to put that there. Gobby's one of those people that like if there's one little thing that he can do that will try to break the game, he does it and does things constantly that are not thematically kosher. That even at it was times, a, it's like a canyon. How many canyons do they go through in Western movies? A Tons millimeter. Of them. Tons of them. That you'd have to look. It for. was much larger than no, that. It wasn't. It was a no. good quarter inch. You knew what you were doing. I did know what I was you doing. Were cheating and you knew. I was not cheating. You, I was no. using the board according to how you, it was presented. No, it was not. It was it obviously most certainly not. was. <laughs> this is a completely. Th- nobody knows what we're talking about. We're talking about a spot on the Western legend map where if you're to count you have to count so many spaces you're only allowed a certain amount of moves i had a horse i could do four moves four spots one two three four there's a spot on the board on the map of western legends that there's a very small spot of this one area less territory. than a centimeter false connected to no, another no, spot. No, factually less than a no, centimeter no no get no, the board out no no factually stop, less than stop. a centimeter anyway i said that's connected so i took that route jerry and enrique fought me on it okay that's not the podcast we're discussing imperium classics it's Continue. because you're wrong no it is I, factually no. less than a centimeter okay we're not we don't have time to measure oh this. we do enrique do we have time uh, do, who, do y'all have a ruler i i am a, a wound care nurse i know centimeters no. by a there is less than a centimeter from the dixon creek to the adjacent... I, w- I wonder if there's something on BGG. Uh, no, not up. that I saw, because this is something that is very obviously... Because this is a separate area. And if and this, this, for some reason... Area. And I will say this. If this is... <laughs> for, That's a poorly drawn map, then, because that connects to I, Dixon I Creek. Agree, I agree with you that it is a poorly drawn map. Nobody's arguing. But if this move here is legit, then... 
this is insanity. Nobody in their right mind would look at this and notice this little spot. In fact, I did. Wait, I know, see? but you're looking for it at the end game for the last move. No, and you knew when no. you made that move, it wasn't I legit. Know, I thought it was legit. No, you didn't. I no, think it's you, legit. No, you do this all the time. You're what the spot? I, I is do this all the time. Okay, stop. We're getting off track. We're on Imperium Classics. You gotta Continue. See. We went from Legends to Classics. <laughs> so, in Imperium Legends, as I brought out, this game was very hot. A lot of the solo players like this game. I have not played it solo. Pawn it off on Gobby. He can figure it out. I will say the multiplayer, very weak. It's very multiplayer solo. And I did not find that the core mechanics of the game were very engaging to me. There, I said it. I, I did not find this game to be as interesting as so many people have brought it out to be like a lot of people like this game a lot of people talk about how great it is and i just was not that interested in it it, it i was not either and enrique does not either it's like hold on it, he stopped he stopped stretching your nose breathing go ahead it it makes it sound like you can like get in your way very early on and just have a full-on battle as you're improving scientifically and culturally. I have no idea what he just said. Turn his bike back off. I I think that uh, scientifically, that's stuff up in your nose. The game would imply you are civilizations going against each other. Which you are. Jerry does have, he played the Romans, and a lot of his stuff was more reactionary than ours. Like, do this to them, do this. None of my stuff had any interactions with other players other than other players might draw a card during the barbarian stage before we ever reach the uh, whatever it's called. Now, I will say this, and I'm not to get bogged down into the describing how the game plays, but number one, this game is much more complicated than it would that you would think by looking at it. It's not a it's not Marvel legendary. It's, it's not, not a classic, quote unquote, deck builder. No. So each deck of cards of the players of, of the of the civilizations plays very differently. And quite frankly, the way that you play the game doesn't make a lot of sense until you've actually gone through the game and you realize, oh, this is why you would do these actions. And so essentially what they have done has allowed you to take one of three options, which are basically ditch certain types of cards out of your hand by revolting or by being able to break through and pick cards from a pool of cards out into the middle of the game or just play cards from your hand out into your tableau. This seems very simple. But the game then starts utilizing certain vernacular that doesn't make a lot of sense. It, it, it's different. So like you have your nation deck or your development deck and things of that nature that you have to kind of get used to and refer back to. But at the same time, there's all these different phrases or keywords that are on the card, such as garrison or um, what was the other one? Uh, abandoned. Abandoned. Things of that nature that are all keywords that you find in the in the rule book that and they don't provide player aids this game should have easily had player aids correct and you can go on bgg and print them which is what i did but it it just burns me up when you have a whole vocabulary for a game but you'd only put it in one rule book and then you have to toss pass it around that just irritates the crap out of me correct so this was a very 
odd production for Osprey Games. I also didn't find that the production value, as you brought out with the lack of player aids, I didn't think the cards were that nice either. The artwork's very colorful, but not very, I mean... The cards themselves weren't as powerful like at the at the very beginning. They they all seemed really really weak. And this, well, that's like your basic though. It, it's supposed yeah, to be but this. Yeah, e- like even when we were like progressing through like the game, even the when card- you were getting some purchased from the row. Yeah, like even the cards that we had to purchase almost seemed like really weak and didn't really like. They weren't upping the game. I feel like the ones that really up your game are the ones in the development development deck. So, and that's true. And so, this game kind of has two phases where you're a barbaric civilization and you're trying to develop your your civilization, and then uh, suddenly now you have access to these development cards are much more powerful. And I'm not knocking this game in terms of its difference or its innovation. I think this game is actually quite neat in what it's trying to do. Number one, I think that. As many of the reviews that Gobby has pointed out previously, that this is a solo game. A lot of solo gamers really enjoy this game, or people who are really deeply entrenched in deck building, such as like the Magic the Gathering players that have the, uh, they understand the various keywords and things of that nature. That's something that's really into their group. So this game is not a blanket recommendation by any means because, quite frankly, I think that most people would not like this game. I was not... I played it. I understood it. I I hesitate to give the pass on it just because I haven't played the solo, but it was not that engaging. And it did something that during the game I pointed out to Gobby. This game does something that irritates me. It calls back to me another game that I actually really enjoy that I would rather be playing. And instantly when I looked at Gobby and said, this game reminds me of another game that I thoroughly enjoy that is not as complicated, that is more accessible, and to me flows so much better, has very interesting artwork, and one that is actually by the same publisher. And Gobby says, yeah, you're talking about London. And I love London, not just because it's a Martin Wallace game, but because it has just a... A small amount of player interaction in terms of what you do affects the other players, the cards that you take, and also the amount of poverty that you have, but also how the card play works. It's very fluid. It's very quick. Whereas in Imperium, the players, when they begin to play the cards out of their hand, they have three three actions and five exhausts. That's eight moves they can make. So they could sit there and shuffle out and do all these things. And then when their turn's over, now they're cleaning up and now it's your turn. And then when it gets back around, you have to do this uh, solstice phase. And there's just so many little nitpicky rules about this game. It bogs it down and it bogs it down with more people. Uh, 100% not a multiplayer game. No. This because while you may have had, as the Romans, you may have had more thing, more cards in play that said, "Okay, do this to anybody else." Whereas none of my cards affected y'all in the beginning, the barbar- barbarian stage. None of my cards affected y'all except ones that said other players may draw up a card from the deck. Aside from that, in the barbarian stage, I could have just played because I'm just playing cards and then drawing them but, back up. But extract that from the game. Say that the player interaction is nothing. Do you find that the base mechanic to be very interesting? I did not. Okay. 
So this is what the game gets gets from me. If I want a quicker game that does something very similar in terms of the engine building and tableau building, that that type mechanics, I'm going to play London, which is an amazing game by Osprey Games, and everybody should play it. If I want to play a very long game, which this game is 40 minutes per player, I believe that, that you're going at a three-player game, you're going to spend at least two and a half to three hours playing this game almost. I mean, I mean two hours playing this game. I'm sorry. Uh, because it is very, very long, especially when you're learning it. If I'm going to play a long game, I'm going to play Nations. I'm going to play an actual civilization game with card games. Mm -hmm. And if I want something that has convoluted rules, that is very uh, just highfalutin, I'm going to do Through the Ages. So it's like so many other games out there that would do what it does. And and so, okay, it's an exceptional solo game. They should have just made it solo. I don't I, I just I don't understand why this game is multiplayer. I don't I don't knock them for that because just just as a game that is multiplayer and has a solo option. There's many games that I have played that come back and I think this game I would play solo and I'd only play it solo. I don't knock it when they make a solo accessible game and say, "All right, but we're going to add a multiplayer to it." That's what this game kind of feels like. Like the mechanics of it worked very well, but they didn't know how exactly it would go back and forth between players. And David Turksey is known for being able to come up with these very interesting solo mechanics. And so I don't know that this game, I don't knock them when they make a solo game multiplayer. And this does feel like a game that was so close to being a just play it. And then when you're done with it, tally up your score, and that's the score. The, it needed to be either be a solo with a bot or just a two-player game. I would say, yeah. A back and forth would be okay. It, it replaced the bot with a person. That's acceptable. Funny that you bring that up. I've praised uh, It's a Wonderful World for being a game that I would have never purchased. Looks awful. Because it's a Seven Wonders type game, and I do not like Seven Wonders, really. And It's a Wonderful World was one of my favorite solo games, and I even enjoy it multiplayer. I just received the Kickstarter to It's a Wonderful Kingdom. And I do not know how I missed this when I backed it, because I just blindly backed it, because I I wanted to to have something else that was sort of kind of like It's a Wonderful World. It is a solo or two-player game only. has numerous modules in it. And as I'm looking at, I thought, what drove this designer to go? You know, I could make this a three-player game. I could do this. But for whatever reason, they went, nope, this game works. At one player or two player, I'm not doing three. But Wonderful World is is multiplayer. And so it's like, why would they restrict it like that? No doubt through their playtesting, they went and said, this is just not that engaging. This is just not. It's much better with it's just two players fighting over this little bit of area and that's it. And it moves and it goes and it does what it does quickly and succinctly. And I think that's wise. And I think that occasionally you'll have a designer to go, no, this needs to be five player. It needs to be six player or it needs to be this. And they expand it past what it should be. And Imperium Classics... Although it is very interesting, I would say that this game does not... This is not something... All, all this did was remind me of greater games. Agree. This, uh, yeah, I want to play it solo. 
and a, a lot of games for solo, like I said, it is just if they're especially if there's a bot, you're just competing against a bot, which is basically another player. So basically, it's a two player game. And the, oftentimes the setup is for a two player game. So this is probably decent at two. We played it at three. We'll have to play it further to understand if it is a great solo game or not. Many people praise the theme and the characters. And all that. I don't care. Uh, when I'm playing this game, I get no thrill out of seeing that comes from being a Euro gamer, though. Julius Caesar. Oh, Julius! Look at that. Look at all these little hidden gems of historical. I, it, that doesn't affect me. How does the gameplay or the mechanisms good? Uh, do, is it smooth? Is it enjoyable? The theme doesn't affect me in this game. Also, it's a deck builder. There is no theme. I have found that the the dichotomy in our board gaming group is at the extremes on both ends. Either we want to play a game like Western Legends that is dripping with theme, that is so engrossed in its theme, at even the cost of the mechanic, or we want the mechanisms to be so tight and wonderful and on the completely opposite to where we will push cubes, we don't need minis, we just need a blank drab map with mechanics that are tight. We are that type where either give us the mechanics full-blown, this is a tight game, or give us this complete trash, all the theme everywhere, don't give us something in the middle. And I think that when you have a card game like this, that's what they're going for, which is just, we're going to have some pictures and be colorful and low look at this. That doesn't speak to us. It does not, and I agree. You're right. Crescent City Cargo, great game. Pushing cubes. The theme is, it's in a setting. Right. The theme has nothing. I mean, it's just rondelle after rondelle, but love Crescent City Cargo. And, and I think that just, I don't know, maybe it's just the use of cards in terms of invoking a theme doesn't work with us. That would be the thing. Pictures and even flavor text, I, I don't care. I griped thoroughly about another solo game. It's a multiplayer game about the solo game, about the like Alien Legends, mm -hmm. the legendary system. There was also like the superhero thing, but I'm a big fan of the Aliens. I also bought the Aliens board game, which we need to play. The one that's, I guess, the... Prospero Hall? I think one? so. Like that. But Aliens Legendary was so praised by the solo community that when I purchased it, I didn't realize like you, you legitly the joke was you spend 20 minutes setting up the game, oh, play yeah. for 10 minutes and lose. And I hated that system. Like I legitly hated the fact that I'm just shuffling cards and then I'm I'm supposed to say, oh, this reminds me. No, it doesn't give me the feeling of, of Alien. It's just I'm seeing pictures of it. It doesn't mean that it gives me that feeling. Mm -hmm. And that takes me out of the game. It's the same thing with like Seven Continent, a lot another solo game. That, I've never played that. Well, let me show you how. If you want to play Seven Continent, here's what you need: Seven and Continent. Go have a filing cabinet and take like just various pieces of paper and dump it in that filing cabinet, and then randomly decide I'm going to find this one piece of paper. Open up that filing cabinet and then dig through it until you find that one W two that you've been missing. In Seventh Continent, this whole game that is putting out these cards, you have a box sitting next to you that literally, literally has thousands of cards. Thousands that have been sorted. And so when you flip this card over, it says, get out card number 356. And then you proceed to look over to your filing cabinet, dig through it. No. 
D- done. No. Killed it for me. Not interesting. Absolutely. And then find that card, put it out, and go, this is interesting. Oh. If you're the type of person that loves the attention to detail, that loves the, that has that feeling of, I want to find this and look and you take your time and all that. Oh. But it killed it for me because I was used to solo games like Robinson Crusoe, where I roll some dice, I pick a card up, I read what it says, and I make a decision where this was more of of what's next. And this box that represented to other solo players adventure, it represented to me clerical work. And I just didn't like it, And but it was well praised. There's one game along those lines, and I've heard both. It's... You can. I want to play Vindication. Oh yeah, yeah. It's one of those that I. It feels like either you think it's very thematic or you think it is not, and it's very strange to me the reviews I've heard from it. But yeah, I want to play Vindication. There's a topic for next time about what makes you feel a theme. Like what is it that really drives down to each because it's different for each player. We'll have to think about that. That's interesting because like you said, I mean, you can have all the art, all the flavor text in the world to me and some, I just don't care. And, and it's that, that same process about feeling a theme is the same thing that I think people, when they watch certain movies and invoke some sort of emotion, I remember that podcast that you recommended to me about movies And I listened to it and I actually found another podcast about movies. And the person that was talking about it was like going on about Matrix resolutions or whatever that thing was and talking about how wonderful it was. And I thought, did he watch the same? What is he talking about? And he goes to describe this one scene of being so moving. And I'm like, no, it wasn't. Like, what are you talking about? It was Mm -hmm. trash. And it's very difficult when you see something and you feel so strongly about it going, this, this, this thing here is subpar and so irritating and so lackluster and so Somebody else is going, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. That makes me want to legitly engage in mutual combat with them. I'm ready. (laughs) I am like, like legitly like fight me because I do not understand your viewpoint so much that I must assume the only way I can fix it is with blunt force trauma. (laughs) That is so unreasonable. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah. If you like Imperium Classics, we will send Enrique to fight you. Enrique? <laughs> no. Enrique. Multiplayer Imperium Classics. Hold on. Are you ready Enrique to turn was, his mic on? He was asleep through most of what you were saying. Yeah. Talk trash. Yeah. It's just. It, Those 12 hours of nonstop gaming are starting to catch up to him. Oh, yeah, it is. I like it, how he was like, thing, I played I, this one game. You know, for a, he was like playing Pokemon Go or some weird yeah. Fortnite. Some. Nah, I don't play any of those. Yeah, you do. You no, know you no. do. You'd like some mobile sure. gamer. You're a mobile gamer, aren't you? Dude, like Wii Bowling. <laughs> That's how old I am. I remember Wii I Bowling. I did like Wii Bowling back Don't in the say day. that. Of course you did. All the incels like Wii Bowling. <laughs> <laughs> I baited you. Now we know. That's my. Is that still a thing? Even the motion tracking things. Oh, I feel like those are gone. Incels. Well, motion tracking. Like the Xbox motion tracking guy is dead. The Sony motion tracking. I feel like is dead. What's really in is surveillance right now. Like the the Samsung listening to all your phone calls thing. You know that that you know. And Meta lost a bunch of money. They did. And they're listening I constantly. I was so into the metaverse. That they, since they have been called out on their listening to everything we say and do on, uh, yeah, they've lost a At bunch. At night, of when my kids and my wife go to sleep, I will set my phone up 
and just talk to, to Zuckerberg. <laughs> I'll just say, I'll turn on my ad, up, Jeff? my Facebook light, and just start talking. Is his name Jeff? No, Mark. That's Mark. Mark. Jeff is Bezos. That's right. I, I I get my billionaires confused. I just talk to them because I like to know that somebody's listening. Why are you upstretching again? And I hope somebody's listening to this, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Shout out to all of our fans. We love you all. We do? Uh, we need some emails. So send us an email about your thoughts and feelings about anything we have discussed in this anger, episode. Sadness, happiness. Uh, how you f- in the last several episodes, just send us an email. I think since we've established our Facebook group, they just like kind of go on there and discuss things. But I like emails. Because well, they're more personal. I, I would like uh, what. And then, like, you know, yeah, that's more because, per- like, it's just them interacting with us. I would never admit this. But what warms the cockles of my heart is when somebody who hasn't ever emailed before emails and like I don't recognize their name. A new listener. Which is wrong. Because I should be just as thrilled when somebody who is consistently emailed. We have consistent emailers like uh, Richard Lapino, Jared Rutledge, Lindsay. We have several. Bill Jazzer. Bill Jazzer. But if you're a new listener, email us and let us know that you're, hey, we just discovered you. And even though we don't discuss a whole lot of board game content, you still enjoy us for us being us. And that's all I ask is that you be you. And you like us for who we are and praise us and (laughs) shower us. I need glory and support. And lots of positive affirmation. I need positive, positive affirmation. What would be nice so if some of our fans vibes. would send you daily affirmations? I need it every day. <laughs> you are good enough. And then I would wonder, what did I say that inspired this? You are smart enough. How do I keep doing that? And if I don't keep doing it, it's going to make me upset. And doggone it, someone's going to knight you. One day. I'm Gobby. This is Jerry. This is. Thank you for listening to the Board Game Snobs. Stay classy.